From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm Shanda Gallego with your latest news. Police are continuing the investigation into the fatal collision at Parker Speedway Sunday afternoon. As of our news deadline, the victim's name had not officially been released, but a post on the Speedway's Facebook page extended deepest condolences to the family and friends of Mr. Cash Wayne McKenzie, describing Sunday as, quote, a sad day for the racing community. It went on to say Mr. McKenzie was, quote, a loved member of the racing community and he will be sorely missed. RIP number 20. According to law enforcement, the victim lost control of his black Suzuki motorcycle and fell while participating in an event in Bodden Town around 2 p.m. He was taken to the hospital by ambulance but pronounced dead by the attending doctor. Authorities are asking for witnesses to the incident to call Traffic and Roads Policing Unit at 649-6254 or the Georgetown Police Station at 949-4222. The Cayman Islands Coast Guard reports an increase in water-related incidents Sunday, seven in all, ranging from a jet ski operator trying to flee from officers to speeding vessels. Radio Cayman's Paula Cal has more. Among the incidents, Sunday, a water-related accident involving two personal watercraft, also known as jet skis. One person was hurt. While preliminary inquiries do not suggest alcohol was a contributing factor, the report says one of the operators may have been riding in a, quote, dangerous and unsafe manner. That incident is still under investigation. The Coast Guard also reported a drug-related offense followed by an attempt to get away from the officers on a jet ski. The watercraft was recovered along with ganja. In four instances, vessels were stopped for exceeding five knots within 200 meters of the shoreline and there was a conservation-related offense after a vessel was found to be fishing within a marine park. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Paul Akal. A tropical wave is the culprit for Cayman's weather overnight. And it has been interacting with an upper-level low over um, eastern Cuba. So most of the support that we, a, as the wave moves away from us, we should say kind of clearing this evening, which you know experiencing. But come um, later tonight, I would say midnight or so, we expect an increase in clouds and showers again. And that will give us some few more, some say, periods of rain, some um, showers and possibly some thunder. And we'll expect this um, weather to continue again and see uh, at least two Wednesday. Meteorologist at the Cayman Islands National Weather Service, Avalon Porter, says we'll be seeing moderate winds out of the southeast, 10 to 15 knots. They're also keeping an eye on a tropical wave with a low pressure on it to the east of the eastern Caribbean. But um, the charts are predicting it to kind of move towards the northwest and kind of stay outside the Caribbean over the next um, couple of days. Meteorologist at the Cayman Islands National Weather Service, Avalon Porter. The outlook, extensive cloudiness over the Cayman area, along with some showers and lightning expected over the next few days. As the government looks to overhaul its social welfare system, new data reveals more than half of those getting assistance are senior citizens or disabled. Radio Cayman's April Cummings reports. When asked to reimagine how to address providing support to the most vulnerable in our population, the team charged with that responsibility took a closer look at who the current needs assessment unit is serving. Ministry of Investment, Innovation and Social Development Policy Analyst Mihir Petkovic says at the end of June that number was at 1,419 households. 56% of them were older persons and 31% of them are adults with dependents. There is a misconception about who the NAU serves. 
A lot of people think that it might just be people who could work, as in like an unemployment type thing. But we found that there are only 3% of people that NAU serves who are adults with no dependents. No older persons in their households, no people with disabilities in their households. 3%. And so we wanted to keep those people at the forefront when we're trying to reimagine what the NAU can look like. Whether that's repealing the two-page poor persons relief legislation and bringing the more dignified and extensive financial assistance bill to Parliament, or looking at how best to improve access to resources with the end user in mind. The Needs Assessment Unit in Grand Cayman has a outside waiting area because their inside space is not enough. And if we're keeping our vulnerable people in mind, the older people who are primarily going to the Needs Assessment Unit, that space is no longer adequate. And in the BRAC, the space is shared with the Department of Children and Families services, and they have a very small portion of that space. So we're looking at reimagining the physical spaces of the Needs Assessment Unit as well. MIISD Minister the Honorable Andre Ebanks says having an understanding of who we are serving is essential. When you add in the 8% who have disabilities, whether short or long term, they know that a third of the overall book of clients may be in a position to gain partial or full employment and transition to Workforce Opportunities Residency Cayman for support, counseling, and training. It also means two-thirds may need support on an ongoing basis. As to the need for legislative reform, Mr. Ebank says it is long overdue. The Poor Persons Relief Act was initially passed in 1964, and we've been operating under the 1997 revision, which has no supporting regulation. It cannot, for a budget that we have for NEU, for it's almost approximately $14 million per year, possibly govern that system anymore. It must be replaced with a modern piece of financial assistance legislation, which was part of an Auditor General's report from 2015. The financial assistance bill is expected to come before Parliament next month. April Cummings, Radio Cayman News. You can see and hear more about the financial assistance bill and the other initiatives that make up the efforts to improve access to services by checking this morning's For the Record show on Radio Cayman's YouTube channel. A regional delegation heads to Cayman to discuss trade. According to a Facebook post, Planning Minister the Honorable Jay Ebanks and Deputy Premier the Honorable Chris Saunders recently met with the Vice Chancellor of the Republic of Honduras and the Coordinator of the Office of the Undersecretary of Immigration Consular Affairs. The pair paid a visit to the Government Administration Building for talks on trade and other matters. A comprehensive underwater map has been handed over to the Cayman Islands government after a survey of overseas territories by the United Kingdom. This report now from Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller. Back in November, the three Cayman Islands underwent a seabed mapping exercise by international geodata specialists that was funded by the UK government's Overseas Territory Seabed Mapping Project. The UK Hydrographic Office has completed that survey, handing the data over to the Cayman Islands government, specifically the Department of Lands and Survey, which will serve as custodians of the data. The survey includes information about the depth and nature of the seabed and its ecosystems, mapping the shoreline out to the drop-off, which is about 130 feet and giving a clear picture of the bottom structures like coral, sands, and seagrass beds. Government says the data will be used in the creation of more comprehensive storm surge and flooding models and help enable effective mitigation strategies for the impacts of severe weather and climate change. 
While Lands and Survey holds the data, the survey has been shared with subject area experts within various government departments and authorities, including the Department of Environment, Hazard Management, the Coast Guard, Maritime Authority, the National Weather Service, and the Port Authority. Reporting for Radio K-Man News, I'm Carsley Fuller. Lands Minister the Honorable Julianne O'Connor Connolly says the data will be helpful. Our land's subject area experts are delighted to receive this data from the UKHO. This is a huge leap forward in filling a void in the mapping information Lands and Survey already holds and will be of immense value to the department as well as to the other relevant government entities. The Honorable Minister says the data is important not just for historical purposes but also for the future. We recognize that data gathering is an ongoing process to ensure the most up-to-date data is available. Whilst we hold aerial photography from the 1950s to present day, there hasn't been any recent hydrographic surveys that cover the underwater environment of these three beautiful islands. This survey provides the accuracy needed to ensure world-class operations and service. You can access the data by purchasing it online at caymanlandinfo.ky. And we'll leave you with this one, a new feature at Mission House. Thank you so much to the family of Maz Tompkins for the donation of this beautiful turtle shell located now here in the Mission House. National Trust Environmental Programs Manager Catherine Childs tells her to command the shell has been placed next to a mural in Mission House that depicts men on a cat boat, turtling. So having right across the window from that, the turtle shell with a description of how important this was to the history of the Cayman Islands um, and the seafarers. It's such a big part of the history of Cayman. It's really important and we're very, very grateful for the donation. The Mission House is open for visits every Friday and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. That is your latest local news. From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm Shanda Gallego.